person when he prays, he has to pray with the heaviness of the head. She refers to that as hachna'a. He has to pray with uh, subjugation and humility. So the Hasidim Rishonim, they used to actually take an hour before the tefillah in order to mentally prepare themselves uh, in order for them to come and uh, pray. The Gaumi Vilna understands this line to say, uh, he has a different girsah, he has the girsah Hasidim Rishonim, Ayu Shohin, or it should have said, Hasidim Rishonim Ayu Shohin, so the fact that it says with palim in the middle, it sounds that that's what they were praying for during the shahat. That's what they were praying for during that shahat that they should be so get to have kavana. I feel a medic so in Shlomo. Even if you're in the middle of the Amidan, the king asks, you know, greetings. Lo you don't answer. Even if the snake is wrapped around his ankle or his akeva uh, is his uh, heel, lo you should not interrupt. Because the Rashash over here says, what happened to Pikuach Nefesh? You have a snake around his uh, leg. Lo Yafsik, even, uh, we don't even go after the rov in that. You have to be hoshesh that maybe the snake is dangerous. So he says, no. Over already you have a hazaka, it's around your leg and it's not biting you. So then already it's not a dangerous snake. However, he said, if you saw the snake coming before it went around you, then you can walk out of the Amidah. Because then already you have to be hoshish. But once it's on you and it's not doing anything, so therefore you don't have to uh, be concerned. The Ba'alim Musad have a, uh, a lesson over here on this last part of the Mishnah. That um, there's two times in a person's uh, life or in his career daily basis even, sometimes he feels very, very close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and then other times he feels that the Yitzhara is uh, getting him. So when he's feeling very, very close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so he has to hold on to that. He should not lighten up. The Yitzhara tries to let him, okay, you know, you're very close, you don't have to, you don't have to be so uh, strict anymore, and then all of a sudden he loses his madriga. The second thing is that when a person is under the influence of the Yisrara, he shouldn't make Yush. So the Mishnah is saying, He's so close to Kedush Baruch Hu that the Melech is Shu'el B'Shlomo. He has a Kedush Baruch Hu talking to him. Don't return, don't retract from that Madrega. And if other times the snake is the Nachash, is the Yisrara, even if it's, he has him around his ekev, around his leg, don't, don't stop, don't make Yush. You still have to uh, you still have to fight. Tomorrow's another day. Gemara, how do we know that you have to pray? It's referring to Hana. When she prayed, she was bitter. Now, of course, I'm not telling you over here that you should be bitter when you pray, but it's telling me that there's to be a certain seriousness. Gemara says, Who told you that that's a proof? Hana was praying for a child. And therefore, she was, uh, you know, she had extra bitterness, maybe. 
and therefore only she had that. Who told you that that's for everybody else to uh, to adopt? When I come to pray to you, he comes to pray with great subjugation and great fear. So therefore you see that what? Kovid Rosh. Mimai, who told you? Dilma David Shani, David Mitzayin, Nafshe Berhametuva. We know David Amelech used to uh, 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 you know, push himself to pray uh, with extra, extra inyan of uh, mercy. Especially the Pasuk says, Va'ani b'hastecha. Va'ani could be, it's only David. Va'ani, who says that's for everybody else? Ela amar b'yashua b'nevi, me'ach ashta'avu l'ashem b'hadrat kodesh. Be'al to God in prayer, b'hadrat kodesh. The Yomara says, al tekre b'hadrat, ela b'hardat. Hadat means trepidation. The Yomara says, mimai, who told you, delma le'olam emalach hadrat b'mash. Maybe it means hadrat, which means when you pray to God, you should pray in a, uh, when you're dressed nicely. He would dress himself nicely. Then he would pray. So who told you to change it to Hadrat Kodesh? Keep the Pazuk as it is, Hadrat Kodesh. And it means that you should be dressed nicely before you make it to Fila, so we still don't have a source. What does it mean? Gilu berada, gilu is rejoice. Berada is trepidation. Amaravada bar matna, amarava b'mkom gila sham tehe leada. So first the pasuk says evdut Hashem bira. That's already avodah tefillah. When a person is praying, evdut Hashem bira. And then we learn a second lesson. Gilu berada. That even when a person is involved in uh, gila, even when he's doing a mitzvah, let's say, right? It's, it's supposed to be do the mitzvot b'simcha begila. However, even at that point over there, sham the adad, that a person also has to have a certain measure of fear as well. He has to have both. He has to have avat Hashem and he has to have virat Hashem at the same time. Abaye, Abaye tiv kameh de Rabbah. Abaye was in front of Rabbah. Hazya de haba kabadach He saw that he was very, very happy. Badach Amar, he said, begilu birada ketiv. So what are you doing over here? It says gilu birada. You have to have a little trepidation. I'm wearing tefillin. What's the explanation of this Gemara? I'm wearing tefillin. He was telling him like this. He was saying that when a person has too much happiness, it shows as if he's throwing off the yoke of Hashem off of him. He says, but clearly that's not the case. I have the tefillin on me. When a person's wearing the tefillin, that shows that he's not uh, 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 taking the the, the uh, yoke off. As she says, all. That the you know the overly rejoicing looks like he's throwing the yoke off. And his answer was the last line in the she tefillin manachna vehem edut shemshelit koni umshadeto alai that God's service is on me. So therefore the tefillin shows that. Rabbi Yirmiyava yativ kamed Rabbi Zera hazad ha'av kabadach tuva same story was kabadach tuva amale bechol etzev yemutar. So he told Pasuk, it says, that Shalom Melech says that all uh, sadness, or seriousness, we'll say, is profitable. Which means the more serious you are, the more profitable it is. Motad. Again, I'm wearing tefillin. Therefore, you shouldn't think that, uh, you know, I'm porek uh, like the other Gemara. But there's another explanation. Anat tefillin manachna. He saw him that he was very happy. 
So he was answering why he was happy. He says, I'm so happy because I'm wearing tefillin. Which means when a person is doing a mitzvah, he's supposed to do the mitzvah with joy. So he thought he was just happy. Stop. So he says, no, my happiness is not coming from, uh, from you know, from a, from a, from a, from a not holy place. And at tefillin ma'nachna, it's a mitzvah to do the mitzvot b'simcha. And therefore it's coming from a good place. avad hidula lebre. So Morbele Ravina made a wedding for his son. He saw that the rabbis at the wedding, they were overly rejoicing. So he wanted to temper them. He brought a cup, an expensive cup. 400 zoos, expensive. And he broke it in front of them. And he calmed them down, which means he made them, uh, he made them more serious. And B, that's where they got the custom, Tosfot says, where we break a glass at the wedding. Not to remember Jerusalem only, but we break the glass at the wedding, because again, after that uh, wedding ceremony, everybody's happy too much, as they calm down, as, you know, too much. It's in order to temper the, uh, the party. The Benish Chai says, what happened to Baltashit? 400 zoos over here, you're breaking a cup. The simple answer is, it's not Baltashit if you have a purpose. If you have a purpose while you're doing it, so why is it, but why do they have to take such an expensive cup? They can make that point uh, with Lutz cup. So he says, really, it was, it was but, but there was a chip in it. So already it was garbage. I mean, they didn't see the chip. So therefore, they t- he took that specific cup, they just saw the expensive cup. But really, once there's a chip in it, it doesn't have too much value. So there wasn't a problem of Batashrin. made a wedding for his son, which is amazing thing over here is, is that uh, these are the people that were making the wedding. Usually the people that make the wedding don't want to ruin the wedding. <laughs> They're doing everything to keep everybody uh, happy. And so they keep away as they were making the wedding. I don't know, they didn't want to be responsible for the avonot of the people that are So the spoiler of the wedding is the actual Baal Simcha himself. They were rejoicing. Of course, it was Simhashal Mitzvah, but he was worried that the Simhashal Mitzvah could lead to, you know, Prasvashlom Pirikatahol. I think I saw the Zugita. It's also a special white, white, Hivarta, white glass. Betabar Kabay, when he broke it in front of them. Where is Ibu? Amar Le Rabbanan, Le Ravamenuna Zute, Behlula, the Morbere de Ravina, the Watawering of Morbere de Ravina, and he told Ravamenuna, Lishre Lan Mor, sing us a song. Amar lehu, vay lan de mitnan, vay lan de mitnan. Woe that we're going to die, woe that we're going to die. That's the song that he sang at the wedding. Amar leh, anan manan batrak. What's the chorus? How do we answer this? Amar lehu, hey, Torah, vay mitzvah, de megnu What's going to be with the Torah? What's going to be with the mitzvot that will protect us? Again, uh, this song over here, one could question what does it have to do with a wedding? Vay lan de mitnan. If you learn, that he was trying to temper the simcha, so he put them in that mood. All we can explain, based on what the Mepharshim say, that if you go to a wedding, you see that people cry uh, under the chuppah, for example. The question is why they're crying. So the Mepharshim say that uh, intuitively the neshama feels his mortality at a, at a wedding. Why? Because if you think about it, what's the only reason why we get married? Only because people die. And if we need to create new generations, if you didn't, people lived forever, there'd be no urgency to get married to keep on producing new generations. But because Dor Olech Vedor Ba, so therefore under the Chupa, automatically we're reminded 
without even thinking of it, so therefore we start to cry. So the Rav came and said, Bifirush, Vailan de Mitnan, Vailan, or we're at a wedding. And therefore, Shalomu Amelech, when he discussed, is it better to go to Bet Avel or is it better to go to Bet Mishteh? So he says, it's better to go to Bet Avel than the Bet Mishteh. The Chaura, you're comparing apples and oranges. What was Bet Mishteh, Bet These are two, when you want to compare something, you say, you have two pens. Which pen is the better pen? I have two fruits. Which is the better fruit? Hey, you're giving two totally different uh, events to go to. It's better to go to a, a, a wedding or, or then a, a funeral. As if to say that they have something in common, but if you want to get the best, it's better to go to the funeral than, than to the wedding. The explanation is because both places will remind you of your mortality. But the funeral or the bet avel is beferush. You, know, you don't need the, 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 the intuition that you need at a wedding. The, so therefore, you'll get it much clearer over there. So Rav was giving them the Befirush by Landa Mitna. Amar Rabbi Yochanan Meshum, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, Asul Adam Shimalis Hokpi Baonam as a person who not fill his mouth with laughter uh, in this world. Then you can fill your mouth up with laughter. Ematai, when is this going to be? Like it says in the next Pasushi, Yomru, Baguim, Hidila Dodai, La Asoti Mele. That's when Mashiach comes, and the Gwim will say, God is doing great things for the Jewish people. Shlakish never filled his mouth with laughter. Once he heard the Yohanan make that statement that it's Asur, that's it. He changed his, uh, he changed his ways. Person should not pray the Amidah now. We took deen. Deen means halakha. If he's thinking of halakha, his mind's going to be preoccupied trying to figure out the deen. Right? Shouldn't he ask himself uh, right before the Amidah some you know, complicated question in halakha, and his mind's going to be thinking about the halakha when he's praying. Velo mitoch devar halakha. Not only that, even mitoch devar halakha, it can also deem to be a judgment, let's say, between two people. That he's trying to think of the sides. Halakha is even a halakha, because halakha has a lot of details, a lot of, complica- a lot of intricacies. Ela mitoch halakha pesuka. But you should pray mitoch halakha pesuka that does not eat iyun, which means a straight halakha. Now from this Gemara, it sounds like you should pray mitoch halakha pesuka. I always understood the Gemara to mean, listen, you know, if, if, if you have to learn something before you're going to pray, better to learn halakha pesuka, which means a straight halakha that has no... No ayyun. But here it sounds like that really you should go out of your way to study halakha pasukha. The explanation is, like we learned on that bet, on that bet we learned that the reason why they were metakin kiryat sheman arbit before the amidah, even though the chaurat is before the zman, is because you want to go into the amidah metok tevret Torah. Kanaret is an anyan to go to the to go into the amidah metok tevret Torah. It brings it to present to simcha. Pekudeh Hashem so therefore they're saying, listen, you got to learn Torah before you pray. However, it should be halakha pesuka, so you don't start to, you know, wander, and you're not going to have too much, uh, much thought. Now, what is considered halakha pesuka? I think I'm going to give you, I think, three examples here. <laughs> We know that 
according to uh, the Torah law, if a lady is nida, she really only has to wait seven days, and those seven days do not have to be clean days. As long as she's clean on the last day, she's able to go to the mikveh, and that's it. If she's a zav, zava, zava needs seven clean days. And uh, zava only can come at certain times of the month. You know, the 11 days between each cycle of nida. So the benot yisrael were mahmir on themselves that even if they see uh, dam, a drop of dam, like a hardal, the size of a mustard seed, they would sit seven clean days, no matter when they see it. That means they treat every drop of blood as if it's zavah gedolah, and therefore they put the most strict rule upon themselves of zayin, nikim, seven clean days. That's it. Halakha pesukah. I saw from the Shevet Levi once, he asked, what is the lashon of this Gemara, benot Yisrael echmidu alatzman? I mean, benot Yisrael should say, halakha, that's what we do. Benot Yisrael echmidu alatzman. So he said that the chaurah, this humrah of the ladies is a kula in Peru Urvu. Because it's less days now that they can fulfill them as about Peru Urvu. But since the ladies are not chayavot in Peru Urvu, so therefore, dafka benot Yisrael echmiru alatzman. The men would not be able to take this from upon themselves because the men are having peru urvu. But since the ladies are exempt, so therefore, dafka they accepted upon themselves this humra because they can because they don't have a chayuv in the periyav v'rivyah. Rava Amar another halacha pesukah ki hadrav oshaya hoshaya damarav oshaya marim adam tevuato umachnisa bemot shela v'deshetehe. So the law says that uh, if a person is not chayav to give ma'asir until the fruit were put in the uh, in the pile, because miruach hakri. Once there's miruach hakri, then chayav in ma'asir. However, if you brought it into the house, has to see You brought the ma'asir in the house before miruach hakri. So from the Torah law, it's not chayav in ma'asir. And from the Torah law, it's permissible to actually eat it. Albeit achilat aray, but it's still permissible to eat it. However, the hachamim came along and they said that uh, uh, the people shouldn't eat it. But they allowed the animals to eat it, because they considered the animals eating achilat aray. So a guy says, you want to feed your animals ma'asir stuff, pre-ma'asir, he could do a clever thing. Bring it into the house before you made miruah hakli, before you piled it up. Achilat aray is mutar, and ma'achiladam lebehemto. Simple, uh, clever trick in order to get the ma'asir eaten. Otherwise, you can't feed the stuff to your animal until you give the ma'asir. Hey, I can give it, uh, you know, pre, uh, pre-tax. Read it as she, please. Before you winnow it, which means normally they would winnow it and they make a pile out of it. First of all, ma'asim in the is only when it's in the house, when it sees the house, <coughs> and only when it's finished in the pile. It does not covet, even though you brought it into the house. After digun, digun is piling it up. Therefore, 
עד שהיא מנהלת כך בהמתו, אוכלת ופטורה, אבל היא הוא אסור באכילת קבע. אז הוא יקרא אין אכילת קבע, אבל זה אל תפיל את זה אנמוס, פה שזה אכילת הרעה. ופטורה מנמסת. והיא בעייתם ה-third הלכה, כי הדר אבונה, עוד דר אבונה עשה, דאמר אבונה, אמר אב זעילה, המקיז דם בבהמת קדשים. דאמר אבונה אמר זעירה המקיז דם המקיז דם בבהמת קדשים אסור בהנאה ומועלים בו so we have בהמת קדשים Torah says that if you נהנה from the blood after you make the shechita, that blood is not subject to the laws of me'ilah, because that blood belongs on the Mizbeah, and therefore the Torah says it belongs to the Mizbeah, and it's not subject to me'ilah. However, if a person is nehene from the dam before shechita, he lets some blood out of the animal, which is kadashim, that blood is indeed subject to me'ilah. If you look at that אסור בנה מועלים, ואף אגב דקיימלן אין מועלים בדמים. בלון אבו קורבן is not subject to מילה, ויאלפינה למקרא במסכת יומא, הני מילי כשנשחטו בעזרה, that's only after שחיתן עזרה, תהיקה לממן, נתתיב לכם על המזבח לכפר. The Torah says that blood was given to you for the מזבח, for כפרה. לכפרה, למזבח, ולא למעילה. However, about Bidama Kaza, that's the blood of bloodletting before the Qurban is actually brought. Mu'alin, Kilomar im Nehene, Mivi Qurban Me'ila. That's the Ana'ah, so it's to be a Qurban Me'ila. Anyway, so we have over here different things over here. The Mishnah told us you should pray Mitoch Kobid Rosh. And the Bright over here is saying you should pray Mitoch Halakha Pesukah. So Kibbana says, Rabbanan Avde Kematitin. The rabbis follow the Mishnah, meaning they prayed Mitoch Rosh. Rav Asher Avid Kebaraita. Rav Asher did like the Braita. That's again a proof that what I told you, Mazah Avid Kebaraita. It sounds like he went out of his way to pray for the Halakha Pesukah. It's not someone, Mazah Avid Kebaraita. Avid Kebaraita sounds like he went out of his way to pray for the Halakha Pesukah. Just like, just like Kovid Rosh is not an option. It's mandatory. So to Halakha Pesukah is also made. She says Kebaraita. Mitoch Halakha Pesukah. Because this is a Braita. Tarun Abanan. En omdim letpalel. We do not stand to pray. Lo mitoch atzbut. Not from atzbut. Atzbut is sadness. Velo mitoch atzlut. A person shouldn't pray in a lazy way. Velo mitoch shok. Not, you know, happy. Doesn't mean happy. Happy, this over here means like laughing, lightheaded. Velo metoch siha. Not, you know, from letzanut, as she says, joking around. Velo metoch kalut rosh, which would be the opposite of kovid rosh, as she says, that would be gaava. Velo metoch devarim betelim. Certainly not before the tefillah, to talk about devarim betelim, and then go into the tefillah. Ela mitoch simcha shel mitzvah. So they want you to have simcha shel mitzvah. 
So what's the Hashem Mitzvah? Like we have before the Amidah, we read uh, about Yitzhak Mitzrayim, we, we read about the Geulah, so all these things over here give us a, uh, or Pesukim, that she says, Shomer Adonai et kolo habav, et kolo Hashem Yashmid, kelo yitosh Adonai Ammo, all these Pesukim over here console us and give us, you know, happiness. These are the Pesukim that are preparing us mentally for the Tefillah. Vechen, when a person is leaving his friend, not from just a stam conversation or joking around, not from just a When you leave your friend, the uh, last thing you should talk about is the bar halacha. When the Nevi'im would end their books, whatever they would talk about, a lot of the Nevi'im would talk about morbid things. But they would end on a, on a, on a nice note. So similarly, when you're leaving your friend, you end on a nice note. What's a nice note? The person, when he leaves his friend, he should only leave metok devar alacha shemetok kach zochrehu. That because of that, he'll remember him. Simple explanation is, he'll remember uh, his friend. Uh, what's the explanation? Remember his friend. So, because since you talked about something significant, so when you talked about something significant, so you remember. Oh yes, uh, I discussed this with. Uh, you know, so when you talk nonsense, you don't remember who you're talking to. But you talk something important, you remember who you're talking to. And I once explained this Gemara, which means because the opposite, that since it's a momentous occasion when you're leaving your friend, obviously there's a friend that's going a different way, those moments you remember what happened at that moment. So therefore, you might as well speak Torah because you're going to remember everything that happened at that moment. So it's the, the Torah itself. There's a custom that the hachamim say that when you see somebody leaves, you tell them, And Arizal said, because there is a certain shem kadosh that escorts a person and protects him on the derech. The shem comes from the sofetev of the pasuk, ki malachav lach. Sofetevot yud, vav, he, and chaf, which is the shem of protection on the derech. So that's why we got the custom that we tell the person, Yahid, Verabi, Malacha, Kerabim, Ashetevot, Yud, Va, Vechav, Ki, Malacha, Visabelah. So therefore, we get both. We get the Yan of the Halacha, Shemitoch Kak, you know, Bizochneu, and we also get the Yan of the protection. Kibana says, Kiyad Rav Kahana, like the story of Rav Kahana, Alveye, the Rav Shimi, but Asher. He was escorting. Rav Shimi Bar Hashem, Pum Nahara, from the place called Pum Nahara, and where was he escorting them to? Ad Bet Sanita to Babel, that there were certain palm trees in Babel. He escorted them today. Kimatalat when they got to the area of the palm trees, Amar Lemor, Vadai the Amle Inche. Is it true what the people say? Ani Sanita to Babel, Itnu Adam Rishon Vadashta that these palm trees were already around from Adam Rishon's time. He said, You reminded me of what the Biyosev Rabbi Hanina said. The Amar of Yosef Rabbi Hanina, 
‫מה תכתיב? ‫בארץ אשר לא עבד בה איש, ‫ולא ישב אדם שם. ‫זה אומר, ‫שאף אחד לא עבד בה, ‫ואף אחד לא עבד בה. ‫אבל דרכים אחת ולא עבד, ‫איך ישב, ‫אף אחד לא עבד בה, ‫אבל אף אחד לא עבד בה. ‫אלא לומר לך, ‫כל ארץ שגזר עליה אדם ראשון ‫ליישוב, ‫אדם ראשון, ‫כשהאדם הראשון היה קראת, ‫כל אריה שהוא גוזר, ‫שזה יהיה מסוגלת ומסוגלת, ‫התיישבה. ‫וכל ארץ שלא גזר עליה אדם ראשון ‫ליישוב, לא התיישבה. ‫אז כשאתה רואה מקום בעולם ‫שיש סיבולציה שם, ‫זה רק בגלל שהאדם הראשון ‫אמר שהמקום הזה יהיה ‫דסטנט לסיבולציה. ‫וזה למה הוא אמר להם. He's saying, you misunderstood it. When they say that these palm trees are around from Adam HaRishon, it doesn't mean they actually were around from Adam HaRishon. They mean that Adam HaRishon was gozer, that this place over here should not have civilization. There should be trees over here. Therefore, that's why there's trees. It's not to say that they were around from Adam HaRishon, but he was the gorem, why, you know, this place over here is... Um, and that's what Ashish says, actually. V'zehu she'omrim mimot adam rishon u'shu gazar al oto makom di'yishuv dekalim. He was actually going to say that that should be for dekalim. The Yabara continues. Rabbi Orav Mordechai al-Vayel al-Avshim ibar Hashem ha-Gronia v'ad-Bet-Kipeh. So now we're talking about the rabbi escorted him from ha-Gronia ad-Bet-Kipeh v'ad-Milah ad-Bet-Duram. Okay, it's time teaching you the Derech Eretz that you're supposed to escort the rabbi. Tanu Rebanan. המתפלל צריך שיכוון את ליבו לשמיים. Obviously, when you're praying, you have to put the כוונה to the שמיים. אבא שאול אומר, סימן לדבר, תכין ליבם. Prepare your hearts, that your heart should be to who you're talking to. דל לפני מי אתה עומד. And what's going to be the, the reward for that? תקשיב אוזניך. That בורא העולם will, uh, uh, will answer. תכין ליבם, and she says, אז תקשיב אוזניך. The explanation is, and then let your uh, ears uh, hear what you're going to say. We should then pray. And then, then let your ears, when you're praying, you hear yourself talking. So first, and then, what was the menhag of Rabbi Akiva? He would pray a quick amidah. מקצר ועולה. In those days, the teva we said was low. So he would pray the amidah ועולה. He said, get up and leave. Pray quick amidah. מפני תורך סיבור. He didn't want to hold the סיבורה. כשהיה מתפלל בנו לבן עצמו, but he would pray alone. אדם מניחו בזווית זו, they left him in one corner, ומוצאו בזווית אחרת. They left him in another corner. וכל כך למה? בקריאות ושתחוויות. Because... All the bowings and the shakings that he would pray in the Kavanot, so he would be in one room, he'd be, they, they, they catch him in another room. So first of all, you see what? That in private, he used to shake. Those that say that you can't shake during Amidah, you see the Bi'akiva, it was Kiryot, Shta'avayot, in public, but he didn't. Public, and then air, he, you know, also the Kavod Sibur as well. Of course, obviously, there's deeper things over here that... Uh, when he found them in, uh, in bowing, to for as a question, I thought we said, or we got, or actually we're going to say, that you only could bow with Acharim told you to bow. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to do any extra bowings. So he's saying, they found them in one end of the room, to the other end of the room, because of all the kiriot and the shtahabayot. So the bottom to says, 
תהמה, דאמנים לקמן, הבא לשחוט בסוף כל ברכה, ברכה בין עבדים ואותו שלא ישחה. איתנו דון דוד. ותראה רבי יוסף, דאכה מה אני בתחנונים שיהיה אומר אחר יתחת ברכות. זה אפטר עמידה, he prayed the עמידה, and after עמידה, and it looked like it's all, like we say, in those תחנונים he was bound, that's okay, he just came bound during the עמידה, the proper, the proper. And then Tosfot says, another answer, that that which is that you shouldn't bow is much at the Baruch part. But in the middle of the Beracha, there is no problem to bow. Just when you get to the Baruch, you have to be Zokef. Therefore, that's what he was doing. He was called Kiliot and Ishtavod at that time. The famous Hadush of Hashem and Shwab explaining the Kavana of the shaking, the Kiliot and Ishtavod. He would say, like we just went in our Gemara, that it says, Bimkom Gila Shamte Re'ada. That whenever you're doing a mitzvah, you have to have both Gila and Re'ada. Gila is... Ahabat Hashem, and uh, Re'ada is Yirat Hashem. It's a balance you have to have. You have to be happy, but you also have to know that you're standing in front of a Kadosh Baruch Hu. So Shimon Shwab would say that when a person bows, first he bows forward. That's connected Ahabat Hashem. And then when he gets close, he says, oh, this Hashem is so amazing, he pulls back. That's Yirat Hashem. So it's Ahabat Hashem, Yirat Hashem. Ahabat Hashem, Yirat Hashem. That's the way the Kavanah, why is bad? I mean, he has a Hishtuk. He could come close to Kadosh Baruch Hu so much. He wants to get close, but the Vikud, so he comes close. When he comes close, he says, wow, how am I to be so close to Kedush Baruch Hu? Kedush Baruch Hu is the Melech Malachim Malachim. Then he pulls back, and then his desire is to get close again. So that's already the cover of Amar of Chayyab Abba. Le'olam yitpalel adam bebayit sheyesh boho halonot. A person should always pray in a house, or better yet, in a room that has windows. Shana Amar, by Daniel, v'chivin p'tichin leh. That there are windows that were opened up uh, to the room where he was playing, praying. Uh, the Mefarshim question, what's the reason why you have to have windows? Different explanations. Some say, you know, want to have kavanah. So see a kadosh baruch Hu, you have to look at the shamayim first. The shamayim is machniah, person. When the person sees the shamayim, that's enough kaminah, by the way. If you're learning that it's to see the shamayim, so the windows have to be windows that are high that you can see the shamayim. That's not windows that you see the side of But there's other reasons that are given as well. Some say that uh, um, if you look at the tefillah, the tefillah is all written in Lashon Rabim. We learned that in yesterday's daf, the Gemara said, Lishtif inish tzibura, that your, your tefillah should be done in plural. We don't say refa'eni, we say refa'enu. We say barikhalenu. And the explanation is that you have to know that you're not alone in this world. There's other people in this world also that need Yeshua'ot. So therefore, when you're praying in a room with windows, before you pray, you look outside, you see there's a big world outside. Therefore, don't only pray for yourself. You should pray for, you should pray for somebody else. Pray for, the, uh, pray for somebody else. The Farshim say that uh, you're not allowed to... Uh, why do you have to pray in front of a window? The Farshim say the famous Musar of the difference between a window and a mirror. A mirror, a person only sees himself. Window he sees outside. What's the difference between a window and a mirror? It's both made out of glass to silver. That what causes a person to only see himself? Money. When it comes to money, he doesn't see anybody else, he only sees himself. That little line of silver causes him to not see anybody else. You have to remove that personal interest, and therefore you're able to see the ta'ar of somebody else. So maybe a person should pray the whole day. I mean, uh, we said that Buchanan said, "Halvayshi paladam kolayom." Kevar mefurash al yedet daniel doesn't mean to lata. You have to pray all day. Three times a day is enough. Yachod meshemal legula uchala. 
Maybe he only started to pray when he got to the Galut, but maybe before the Galut he wasn't praying. He was doing this already from before. Should a person pray? Can a person pray to any direction that he wants? Maybe he should pray all three tefillot in one shot. Which means you should divide it into three parts. The famous Kuzari, he comes along and says that just like a person eats three times a day, imagine a person says, you know what, I'm going to eat all three meals now. Again, so the same thing with tefillah. Tefillah is like spiritual nourishment. You have to split it up at different parts of the day. In the morning, you recharge yourself. Fine. Now, by been hot time, uh, you become uh, light again. Okay, pray again. Then, Arbit. Uh, so there is what to say. Erev, Babok, Vesaurayim. The Mepharshim say, Asiha, I will converse with God. Ve'ehemeh. If you take the word Ve'ehemeh, it's Kematriya 57. Keneged, the 57 Berachot, you say, Erev, Babok, Vesaurayim, 19 times 3. So, Erev, Babok, Vesaurayim, Asiha. How much? Ve'ehemeh. Ve'ehemeh, 57 Berachot. Yachol. A person pray out loud. Hanna already teaches us, as we're going to learn on the Amud Bed, a lot of laws of tefillah. One of the laws she taught us was, what? She did not pray in the audible way. Of course, like we learned to the other dapim, that somebody prays out loud, as if he doesn't think that God can hear him. And not only that, especially when you're praying b'sibur, so you don't want the people to get, uh, you know, mixed up. Maybe a person should ask his needs first and then pray, which means maybe which comes first, the she'elat tzedakah or the sheva? No, tefillah. So it means So first you do the rina. Rina is the praise. And then the tefillah is the actual request. That means after the person says emet he goes right into the Amidah. He doesn't pray any hipsik of his personal needs at that point. But after the Amidah is over, you can pray as much as you want. Like we do. At the end of Yudhatsumali, you can pray as many Taharunim as you want. We do that, by the way. We do that we do Yom Kippur. Look at the Amidah. That's exactly the mashal, which we do. We say, then we say, Anna, al Hatanu, and all that. Make me do Yom Kippur. There's no, there's no, um, there's no limit. Even though we say that a person can ask any requests in Shomer Tefillah, in Ban Omar, Ahar Tefillah, if he wants to save them for after the Tefillah, which implies. Shemayat tefillah, you have to be mekatzed. Shemayat tefillah, you have to be, uh, you know, it has to be pinpointed. But after the Amidah, a person can ma'arich as much as he wants, even as long as the vidui of Yom Kippur. Amar 
כמה הלכתה גברתה עיקר למשמע מהאני קראי דחנה. לא כמה ניהלכות, we learn לגבי תפילה from the תפילה דר חנה made. נאמבר וואן, וחנה היא מדברת על ליבה. מכאן למתפלל צריך שיכוון ליבו, that what? על ליבה. That just מכוון ליבו. It has to be a heartfelt prayer. After all, the source for תפילה is where? ולעובדו בכל לבבכם. So obviously the heart has to be involved in the תפילה. Rav Chaim Brim used to say that what does it mean עובדו בכל לבבכם? עבודה שבלב. So he says, we know that the, the, the lev has avodah. It works sometimes. For example, at a wedding, you feel your lev is, uh, is working. Or the opposite. When the person's on the gallows, at that point over there, his lev is working. He says when a person's praying the amidah, he has to feel a certain uh, you know, excitement or certain emotion that also comes from the lev. Her lips were moving. So you can't just eye read the words. You have to cut the words with your lips. As we just learned, Eli, if you remember the story, thought that she was drunk. There's different reasons. We'll see at the end of Amud Bet, maybe one reason why he actually thought that she was drunk. Obviously, if he thought that she was drunk, and then he's going to rebuke her, so obviously he learned away that she cannot pray. Okay, Eli was wrong, she wasn't drunk, but at least give Eli credit that he followed the Allah, that when you see somebody doing something wrong, see something, you have to say something. So he didn't just say, okay, it's not my business, so she's drunk, uh, leave her alone. No, he said, what do you mean, what are you doing? How do you come over here to Shiloh and you're praying uh, drunk? And she says, That we're going to see now. So Hannah answers, You're wrong. What does she have to answer? He thinks she's drunk. The answer is no. What does You're not a master over this. You're, 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 you don't have Ruach Kodesh, obviously. Because if you did, you'd know that I wasn't drunk. Obviously, you don't have the Ruach Kodesh next to you. Don't you know that I'm a broken woman? I didn't drink uh, wine. So she has to answer herself, which means if somebody's hoshed you, you have to clean yourself. You can't just say, okay, let them think what they want to think. No, you have to explain yourself. So you have to tell them that you're wrong. I'm not drunk. I'm Misha Keshadruach. Why do you compare me? Your maidservant to Bat Belial. Now, Belial, we know, is used usually in the context of Avodah Zarah. The Gabbara says, Amar bin Azar Mikan, the Shikor Shemit Palel, Kidu Oved Avodah Zarah. Kiti Vacha Lefne Bat Belial. Uktivatam, Yatfu Anashim Bene Belial Mikirbecha. Malala Avodah Zarah, Afkan Avodah Zarah. The famous Gaum Vilna, 
Eliya Kohen had the Urim V'tumim, and he was looking at the Urim V'tumim, and he saw the lights of the Urim V'tumim, and he saw the words, the words said, Shikora, Shikora, so therefore the Urim V'tumim doesn't lie. So she came along and said, Lo Adonata, you don't have Ruach HaKodesh, because it's not enough to see the letters, you have to know how to decipher the letters. Either the letters say Kishira or Kesara. She's like Sarah Yimenu, she's a barren woman, and she's coming to pray. Gabbana says, you have to. You have to. You have to. But yeah, and, and I take that back. doesn't say she has to shamble him, but she has to uh, clear her name in that way, saying, you're making a mistake. It's not true. I don't You're not reading it correctly. But yeah, and Eli, what did Eli say? Lechi, the shalom. Go in peace. Amar bin Azad mikam nechotshedet havero bedavar she'enbo, just to the fayyaso. So you see, he... He appeased her. He didn't just say, okay, forget about it. No, he had to say something to her. shalom. Okay, go in peace. Okay, you have to say a good word to her. Not only if I sought to appease, you actually have to give a blessing. And God will answer whatever you were asking uh, him will come, uh, will come true. So she made a neder over there. Hi, Hashem Sevaot. She called God the God of the legions. She was the first one to refer to God as Sevaot. What did she say? How many stars did you create in the world? How many galaxies? You can't give me one child. She gave a mashal. The king made a big party for his servants. Please can I have a piece of bread. Didn't pay attention to him. He made his way to the king. After such a lavish party, you can't afford to give me a piece of bread? That's what Hannah was saying to the All the things you created, every single star has a purpose, all that. They had to give me a child. Obviously, it's something small. Mekubalim will tell you that the Shem Tzvaot is connected Netzach Behod. And since she knew that her son, Shemuel, that's the son she'll have, Moshe and Moshe we know is Netzach and Haron uh, is Hod. So therefore she used the Shem Sevakot, which was alluding to what is uh, potentially come out of her. The Imra So she tells uh, God, if you will see, you will see. Imra Amar bin Azar, Imra Mutav. If you see my plight, fine. Then you'll see. What do you mean? You'll see, she gave him an ultimatum. I'll make myself a sota. I'll go and seclude myself in front of my husband. And what? My husband's going to give me a warning. And then what's the warning? That kinui. Uh, and they have kinui in stira. You got to go to the bed and drink the waters of sota. I'm just giving it to the outside for a minute. And the Torah says that if she's guilty, she blows up. And if she's innocent, the niketa. That she'll have a child. 
So she basically said, I have a way to beat the system over here. You're not going to cause your Torah to become false. You're not going to want to go against you what you wrote in the Torah. So I'm going to use the Torah to my benefit. You're not going to make the Torah false. If she's innocent. Now, recently in a shiur, we explained this very deep, if you remember, that exactly what she was doing, this ultimatum, why specifically she knew that maybe there is an inyan that she needed to give uh, something back to Kadosh uh, Baruch specifically the Yerich, as we learned that there was the Yerich of uh, of, uh, of 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 of, uh, of the Shabbatim that bowed to Esav, uh, and as a result, the Malchut was not able to come from Yehuda initially. The Malchut initially came from Shaul because Binyamin his Yerich was pure, and that's why Shemuel would would anoint or appoint. Shaul, so there was a yan of the Yerech over here, and the Yetzirah needed to be appeased with the Yerech. And the only time you see Yerech in the Torah is by the Yerech of the Sota. So therefore, as if she was saying, don't worry, there's another Yerech that the Sota will be appeased by, and we'll give him the Yerech of the Sota. And that still applies. There's a Mahlok in how to learn this Pasuk. Um, if you understand it to mean that if she was akara, if she was barren, that she'll have children, okay, then the Gemara is good. She has a good plan. Some say no. The waters of Zota is not a fertility serum. If she never had children, the waters of Zota are not going to give her children. But if she was fertile before, it'll make it easy. And if she would give birth with difficulty, now the waters will call her to, cause her to give birth easily. Girls, she'll have boys. Shahurim, black or dark complexion, white. Kitsarim, short, arukim. So, what was, what was she saying over there? Which is, there's no ultimatum. She never had a child. So, therefore, Sotan's not going to do anything for someone who never had a child. Here's the Mahlokit. Exactly, Rabbi Akiva says what we were concerned about. If it's a, if it's a fertility serum, every lady that's married will go do this trick and make herself a sultan, go drink the waters. Have twins. So what do you do now? The way we learned initially was, if you see my plight, fine. If not, you'll see what I'll do. I'll go make myself a sota. But if you learn that making yourself a sota is not going to help you, what's the double language? Don't make any diuk. That's the way the Torah talks. A lot of times the Torah talks in a double language, not to make a, uh, a diuk like that. That's the way people talk. Sometimes the Torah talks in the vernacular, the way people talk. She refers to herself as the maidservant of God three times. What do you have the three amatot? Three 
בלעה באישה, ואה מילה שלושה דבקי מיתה. There's three things that you could, that lady is checked when she's giving birth, if she's going to, Hazra Shalom, die during birth. That there's three times that death attaches herself. Uh, and what are the three, either things that check her whether she's worthy to die or attach to her at the time of birth? That I go against one of them, which was, I'm your maidservant, meaning I'm loyal to you on the three items. Mishnah says on Shabbat, so Hannah was coming along to say, I'm, I'm careful on all, uh, all these three things over here. And therefore, not only is she Ra'ui to have a child, but she's Ra'ui also to have uh, a child without Dabkemita or Badkemita. And the Mephashim say that actually her name is Menames to that. The chet would be, uh, I guess, um, uh, what do you have? Uh, the nun obviously is nida, and the chet would be chala, uh, <laughs> and hadlakatanet. Uh, so therefore, you have uh, that. And they say there's a kavanah in the tefillah that when you pray uh, in the tefillah, ki lishuaticha kivinu kol ayom that we're asking God for a yeshua, and who is the uh, tzedeket that we invoke whenever we pray for a yeshua? Hannah, Hannah was a barren woman. She didn't stop. She kept on praying. And look what she ended up getting. So you learn from there. There's no yush. No matter how uh, uh, you know, bleak it looks, Hannah, there was nobody more than Hannah. And that's why at the end of that beracha, we say, that God will sprout a, a strong salvation. is a het. Keren is a nun. Yeshua is a het. And we're giving a remez to Hannah, that even if a person says, I'm praying for this Yeshua for how many years, nothing's coming. Don't forget Hannah. Hannah is the, is the paradigm, or is the, is the model lesson that keep on praying and uh, the berakah eventually will come. So she prays to God that they should have zera anashim. What zera anashim? So the Gemara says, Gemara says, one explanation is a man that stands out amongst men. That a man that will anoint two kings. Like he actually did. A man that's equal to two anashim. Uman in noon, Moshe Vaharon. Shane Amar, Moshe Vaharon, Mechohanab, Ushmoel, Bekore Shemu. As if in a certain sense, Shemuel is connected, Moshe Vaharon. But Abanan Amri, Zera Anashim, Zera Shemuvla ben Anashim. Which means he should be Muvla, uh, he should be uh, amongst the people, which means he should not stand out. For example, not too tall, not too big, meaning physical strength. That's what? That's the colors. She says sahor is red, red complexion. Gihor, white. Meaning mediocre complexion. See over here, Abotai,
so the world doesn't realize this today. Today, the world looks at extremes. They want the child to be the biggest achav. Here she's praying, I don't want him to be. What do you think? The tipesh has nisyonot, and the hakam has nisyonot also. And therefore, she understood that the extremes are, 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 are risky as well. I mean, today, if you would say, what's the, in the Shiduchim, for example, is that what's, the, what's, what's his midah? Uh, He's average. Average. I don't want average. And then hakam. His mother prayed. His mother could have prayed for anything. She, she, what, 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 did, what did Eli say? Whatever you're going to ask, you're going to get. So she could have asked for anything. And what did she say? Because she knows that the Hakam also, as we know today, sometimes the smartest kid, he gets bored sometimes. Or he becomes, uh, you know, uninterested because everything uh, comes so easy and he has a lot of extra time on his hand and he gets into trouble. Obviously, the Tipesh also. Let him be, and now we had this Let him be, you know, Let him be just mixed with the people. That's why at the Brit Mila, we have the famous songs. Uh, is one of the songs that we sing. And what do we say? We pray. They to be. Later on, she comes along to Elia Kohen and she says, I prayed for this boy. The Gemara is going to tell us a story that Shemuel uh, talked uh, out of line to Eli. Eli said, He's Hayav Mita. Hannah will come along and say, she says, I am the lady that was standing with you. Because I was standing with you. Obviously, Eli had to stand also, because Eli was within four amot of, of Hannah. For me, you learned that you cannot stand within four amot of the tefillah. Later on, Shemuel would say something to Eli, and Eli would feel that although he was right, but he's Hayab Mita. He would tell, Eli would tell Hannah, don't worry, he'll die, I'll get you another child. So she would tell Eli, palalti. I played for this one, I don't want another one. What happened? Shemuel actually said a ruling in front of his rabbi. And you're not supposed to do that. They, they slaughtered the par. Why did Eli have to go to the rabbi's office? Because they made shaita on the par. It says, They need to bring a korban. So what did Eli say? Bring a kohen so they can make the shaita. Shemuel saw that they're looking for a Kohen to make Shehita. What are you looking for a Kohen for? You don't need a Kohen for Shehita. You can even use a Israel. So they brought him in front of Eli. What do you mean? He has Hadush over here. They brought him to Eli. Where do you know this from? Amade Mikiti Vishahata Kohen? 
doesn't say in the Pesach B'Shata Kohen, V'ekribu ha-Kohanim. Ekribu, from the time of Kabbalah, and on, you need Kohanim. Ketiv. Ve-Kabbalah ve-Yedech Mitzvat Kuhuna. Mikan ha-Shaita Shkishina Bezar. So that's my source. And he agreed with it. Amaleh, Memar Shapir Ka'amart. He said, good. Miyu, Morei Alakha, Ufera Bachat. But you're considered Morei Alakha. By the way, back to my point. So you see, Sometimes Hakam can get you into trouble. You see over here, because he was Hakam and she prayed because she saw it, Kanere. Kanere, she had a premonition that if he's going to be such, it was only a few years old at this time, it was young. If he's going to be such a Hakam, he's going to get himself into trouble. That's what she prayed for. No Hakam, but not because this can be, uh, cost his life. Hakamehana came and cried. And he, no probably leave me alone and he said let me punish this one I'll give you a better one I prayed for this one and therefore she had to pray there was because he could do such great things Hannah again not only was able to pray for the birth but she actually prayed for his maintenance for his existence Hannah was one of the Nebiyah. The Hannah, he made the Beret Aliba. Amar Abir Azar, Meshum Nebi Yosef Ben Zimra, Al Eskeliba. Maz Hannah made the Beret Aliba. So she prayed for the thing that is Aliba on her heart. I'm not afraid of the Moshe Adam. Kol Mashabarata Be Isha, Lo Barata Dabar Ahad Lebatala. Everything you created in the person, in the lady. Obviously, every organ is not Lebatala. Right away, you see, based on what the the doctors say today that there are vestigial organs, there's organs that you don't need. Already you see the Gemara said, anything that you created is not the Batala, that has to be a reason. Enayim lirot, that's obvious to see. Oznayim nishmawa. Hotayim lariyah. Be ledaber. Yadayim la'asut bahim melakha. Raglayim la'alik bahim. Dadim, the breast of the lady is for what? La'anik bahim, in order to nurse a child. Dadim alalu shilata ta'alibi. Which means, so I want to check from a couple of years. That's why Eli thought that she was drunk. Because when she was praying, she was animated. She said, And then she gave over here. And then it was naive. And then she went like this. He said, What is she doing over here? She's coming to the bed of Magdash now and she's making these uh, gestures. Only a drunk lady would do such a thing in the, uh, the bed of Magdash. <laughs> he said, no, I'm not drunk. I'm praying for a child. Again, I said, that I heard from the Hakam. Okay. We'll stop over here. Baruch Amen. Amen. Amen.